New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Are you frozen or are you reading? Oh, there he I'm is. Reading. Hello. What are you reading? The stats. Are you warming up? Warming up. I'm warming up. Hold on. I got to eat or I'm going to die. Okay. We are set up and ready to go for a stat shout. Come on. You sound guy. I wonder if our wonderful mics will pick up the drum rolls. I think they did. How are you, Daryl? I'm wonderful. How are you? On this beautiful Monday uh, afternoon, evening. We probably could have had the stat show done a little bit earlier, maybe Friday. But um, you know what? Better late than ever, they say. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it'd really, really help us out a lot if you could like, comment, and subscribe. This is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto Real Estate. In Thanks. that order, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the damn bell. Exactly. That's a, another thing that is popular. Tony Robbins. To- another Tony thing, Robbins. Another thing that they say. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Great guy. He's on my Christmas card list. So... I heard the stat show came out. So this is, or, or sorry, this market watch came out from the Toronto real estate board. It did. And it, uh, do I pretty important stuff? Yeah, it is pretty important. I agree. And uh, I think. Do you have a copy of it in front of you? I, I would say yes, but okay. it is here. Right there. <gasps> second one, second, second tap. Look at this. No, no, no. I made something oh, wow. special you. for you. All right. I wonder if we're on camera. Okay, here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put us over here because we never pay attention to that. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to hello. the May Stat Show. At the Toronto Real Estate Show. If you haven't liked, comment, and subscribed, you're going to have to ask yourself, why not? Or why? Here we go. Our monthly our monthly stat show. If so, you're thinking uh, about it, you might be asking if you're why. thinking about it. Yeah. We're growing. The channel's growing. We're doing great. We're really happy. You know, we don't really need subscribers or subs, and we're doing fine with or without you. But um, but you we know, do love you, and we would like you would to nice. press those buttons. Thank you. It would be nice. It, it would be it nice. would help. So um, so the floor is yeah, yours. Sir. So June third, this came out. We're, yeah, we we're we're a little bit you know like I said a little bit behind, but better late than never. Uh, we always like to talk about sales. So you know, in order to understand exactly what sales are talking about here, you know, we're looking at. Um, May, May 2021. Typically, May is the best year in real estate. Best month. Right? For best month, sorry. It's the best month in real estate. Like, it's always been that way. There's always been more sales. There's always been better sales. Everyone says, put your house on the market in May. You're going to make more money. And that has been true for 
25 years until 2017. And then 18 and 19 had some weird, you know, years of growth and stuff like that. So we had um, that month wasn't drilled back into our head as being the best month ever. And then 2020 happened. What happened in 2020, May, Daryl? 2020 May. So we are here. So mm-hmm. for what? For sales? Sales numbers. Yeah. Sales looks like it increased from the previous month. From April, because April was a total lockdown. Total disaster. Right? Yeah. But still, look at that May compared to 18, 19, 20, and 21, right? Pales in comparison. Pales. So I would we call just it a dip. We didn't have. We, that was the time to buy. We didn't have the same strong sales last year in May. And so you would think 2021, things are back on track. We don't have as many lockdowns uh, or as strict of a lockdown. Maybe we have more lockdowns. Maybe we have as many. Think May, May should be the year, and it's not. March, I keep saying the year. You keep May should have been year. the month, but it was March. March was the time to sell in 2021 Ooh. that was it so look at far, that number look so at that far, so far 16,000 sales in the month of march and now we're slowly going back down now was may 2021 a record year for sales no 2016 had more sales more but sales over the last... off the chart i wish this thing went further back it's okay but over the last three years we still had a fantastic month so if you can look on the screen you can look at May, the orange bar, you know, close to 12,000 sales. What an amazing month May was. Amazing month. That's the thing. No complaints. What, what Seller's we, market. What kind of a lens are we looking at this market through anyways? We're so spoiled. We're, we are too many so graphs. spoiled. There's too many graphs. I always, I always say to people when they start talking to me about, you know, they're calling me and they're saying, oh, what's my neighbor's house worth? And what, what's the market like? I'm like, are you planning on selling like anytime soon? They're like, no. I'm like, why are you driving yourself crazy then? Yeah, Chill out. Look at this chart and shut up. Wait till it's time for you to move look. and then we'll figure out what's going on with the market. Yeah. But paying attention to the market's going to drive you crazy. It's, it's like paying attention to the price of Bitcoin. It's like watching the price of Bitcoin or Dogecoin. It's watching the lease in the playoffs. The cum rocket. Did you <laughs> see that thing? The cum rocket. I don't think we're going to go there today. But, no, uh, I don't know what you're watching. You may want to search that up. Elon Musk. <laughs> don't search that. Come rocket. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Wait. So here, right, let, so here's your get, historic sales. This is annual sales, right? Can we get to the uh, ever always popular year over year baloney stats before we get to the real stats? Here, I made um, it nice and big for you. The year over year, so we can go. Oh my God! Look how crazy these numbers are compared is. to last year. This is insane. <laughs> so, 160 percent increase blah, year over year. Blah, blah. Let's just ignore that completely. How are we doing compared to April? Hold on a sec. Before we go there, which is super important, Very I have important. one thing that I like or that I want to point out on this page, and I've circled yep. it in red for everyone's convenience. Other than my own, because it took time. Yeah. So here, what I want to point out is last year when we were almost in the doldrums of the pandemic, we had to wait a whole month to sell our properties, right? Now we think it's like bananas and bonkers. We only have to wait two weeks. So 
ridiculous. Like a year ago. That's a, that's a one week like, sale. And then by the time I get the deposit check, TK, it's been two weeks. So. Can, can you believe I, I sold? It took me a whole fucking month to sell my property for an average of over a million dollars. Like, can you believe it took so long? Something must be wrong with your Something realtor. Something must be wrong with this market. It must be like tanking <laughs> he, right now. He right? doesn't have a good photographer or something. Come on. His iPhone isn't equipped to take the photos properly. So, but we have have that, which is, I guess, important or maybe not important. I don't know what it was in a normal time. I guess I could have that, but so I don't day, care. Days on market? Days on yeah, market. Yeah, days on market is important. In, is important. I mean, that's that just really right? gives us an indicator of, uh, seller's market uh, versus buyer's market. And so where have, where does the balance lie? And, just and I wouldn't say that there's a figure moving. that's attached to it, um, but definitely when you start seeing uh, figures like 11 average days on market for uh, compared to 24, you know that it's a much stronger market in 2021, right? And that the seller's market, the sellers are uh, taking advantage and, and are uh, reaping all the rewards. But so we, month over month, if we April. take a step back though, and we look at this thing and we say, oh my God, like a month, like that's really not that long to sell a property for. I mean, we're not talking about like $325,000 bungalows in the middle of God knows where, like we're talking yeah. like serious property here. Okay, here exactly. we go. I got to move us. Sorry. Oh, you're, you're, look you're at, a step ahead today, Daryl. Look at this. Okay. You're so, a step ahead. We've got going back to January, just kind of looking at the the the, the flow of total the number market, of sales, right? Just the way it's yeah. going, close to seven thousand. What's that? The total number of sales, sixty nine hundred and twenty eight. Where's that? That's in January. We're yeah. in May. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying from January as we were growing. Oh my goodness! If you look at new listings, that's a that's a a vital part of all this. Right, because at the end of the day, not every listing is going to sell. Not every listing is going to move quite quite as quickly. There's different motivations sellers have and reasons why they're listing and all that kind of stuff. But only nine thousand listings came on the market, right? But still, about two thirds or more are getting sold, which is a really good, strong um, indication of of a seller's market. Right, we were super low inventory, yeah. and as the sales climbed up, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, thirteen thousand, we peaked in March. And sales are actually starting to decrease. The number of sales are starting to decrease and also the number of new listings. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they, they keep going up and down in tandem. Like they're. So what happens those. though, when that happens exactly because they're, they're in tandem, which we were talking about this a lot last year about, um, you know, the way that the market was growing and, and how things were going to work. As long as the new listings are not um, outpacing the sales, there will continue to be a pressure on prices. Right. Well, I so mean, because new listings has, has also come down, even though the number of willing buyers out there, it may be not as high, but we still don't have a lot of inventory. We're still actually in less than one month's inventory. Oh, and the way I look at this, and I know you like to look at new listings. I like to look at active listings because it's a differential between old and new and sold. Right. And so we only have, what is this, 600 more listings than we did last month in this market, right? Our price has gone up a little bit. Our sales have come down and we've only added 600 more active listings. Our, our average days on the market's up by one, which is like possibly a rounding error. So it's basically the same. 
So like, is this even a slower market? Yes, there are less sales, but it is an insane market. Compare it to like mm -hmm. another city. What other city compares with these numbers? Like if we look at New York, Chicago, London, Tokyo, we should do yeah. that. We should do that. I guess we- Not even just those Not even just those I'm cities. Like even that. just all across Canada. Yeah, but where the hell has the volume like this? Like this is insane amount of transactions, isn't it? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's huge. And we're sitting here going, God damn it. We don't- this thing. only got 12,000 sales last month. Time to leave Toronto. Oh God. The real real estate market's dead. Hell. Yeah. We get comments yeah. like from people. Put my going money into like, Bitcoin. God damn market. I'm out of here. I'm crypto. leaving fucking market. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk about so crypto. We're still, we're still, we're still in a strong market and there's so, so many opportunities for sellers to still capitalize and get the most amount of money um, that they ever could. That's what they average. So let's just roll right into price. Good, good uh, transition there. Boom. Um, we are at the highest average price in the Toronto area ever. Maybe I should say that again. This is the highest average price for all home types in the Toronto real estate board ever. Is that better? Yeah, it's shaking the ground in my house. Whoop. Good. Yeah, so look That's at a this. That's a lot of stuff. money. It's a lot of money going on. Look at that orange bar graph look at this orange line so 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 the other lines they kind of i mean they're they're kind of doing a, around the same thing so do we assume that you know sales are going to do the same thing this is what we were talking about a couple of days ago that uh, uh santos just said they're just going to kind of level out for the rest of the year which looks like is kind of no what he it's said it's going to level out for the summer and pick up again in the fall which is what has happened in previous years except for 2018. Oh, so he just went with a generic gray answer. No, he said he was pretty specific. He said flatten out in the summer, boom market again in the fall. Boom market again in the fall. you can see in July and August, there's always been a dip. There has been a dip. And then yeah. what about this? Sales to new listings ratio, which is probably... In my opinion, yeah, indicator of yeah, like type of market it is. So most where are we at right now? We're at a huge seller's market. Crazy. 70, 75%. Um, maybe we're down towards under 70% uh, sales to new listings ratio, sales to new listings ratio. So that's a massive seller's market. Massive. The um, last time we were in anywhere close to a buyer's market was May, 2018. September 2018, and that's it. Everything else was pretty much balanced or above. So what the hell's everybody worrying about? Is this still got it? Lots. Is this it? it? There's Is... still pressure on prices. There's there's still pressure on prices six, to go up. Six hundred. We're not listings. done yet. Six hundred new listings in the mix. It doesn't even make a dent in this city. Yeah. What is that as a percentage of total listings? Look at look at the December 2020. Right? Oh. Right before. I mean, thank God this thing yeah. kind of came up because we needed something to put the brakes on. It was going bananas. Yeah. Bananas. How would it? And there wasn't like quantitative. Like where did that bump come from?
December 2020. Yeah, look at this. Trajectory. No, that was that was during the pandemic, not 2019. Oh, that was 2020. Right, 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 right. Oh, people yeah. went bananas. Look at this thing. They went crazy. Yeah, right around Christmas time, things sort of things things. Went Even nuts. in 19, it was ramping up pretty good. Before so basically, the best time to it. sell was end of December 2020. That's when the most pressure on prices was there. Because remember, you would have you would have gone and bought another home yeah, at that time. If you're, if you're... So even though prices have come up since then you're buying in that same market again. So selling in December would have been great. And then as long as you bought as close to that time as possible, you might've turned out okay. Yeah, if you're trying to pinpoint the perfect point in time to have made money. But I mean, it's gonna, I mean, that will just be a low point in time in 10 years. Right? I think. That's what I think. I think it's really hard for people to understand that. Based on all this because stuff, like here, here all look this... at the long-term average price trend from 94 till now. Yeah. That was another good segue, I think, wasn't it? Dun, dun, dun. Like people really, truly believe that prices will not continue to go up. So, but let's look at this. Okay. So 2008, 2009, this is when the thing just went to hell, right? Mm -hmm. and quantitative easing came into play here if i remember correctly or no did they flood the market with money back here or was it only I'm here not, i'm not 100 percent sure was it only here and here in 2017 and 18 i mean flooding the market with money i think would not be the right term i think the only time they've flooded the market with money is recently and world war ii but well i think recently if 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 what was happening right now wasn't happening, then the last round would have been flooding the market. But now this pales in comparison. But look at those two bumps. Whatever could have caused them. But nothing happened back here. Well, no. I mean, you were Isn't this weird? You were investing back at that in that time, right? 2008. Yeah, I got clobbered. But yeah, I don't think were, it was because... Were, uh, it wasn't the same market that we're in right now. No, but they were talking no. about changing some like uh, tax so law they, or something the, then. The the years that they're missing, the last time there was a uh, market like this was 88.89. Hmm. That's when prices really started to shoot up. Shooting up. And they almost they almost doubled, right? In, in a matter of three years or something like that. Right, where everyone's house went from 150 to 300,000, and they said, "Wow, I can't believe it!" And then in one day, it just totally got obliterated. It, right? There were so many other factors, like the interest rates were so high, unemployment was super high, um, like, and, and that was a real, a real unemployment rate, not just a bunch of people sitting at home collecting CERB. Um, there was uh, low immigration. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of factors. It's not even the same planet. And back then, I think like. Money was different too. I don't think money was yeah. just keystrokes back then. Yeah. Right now, that's it. Well, it's a URL. And who really knows? Like they have these uh, charts that show how much money is in circulation. I mean, who's checking this? How how do we even know? Do you see what's happening in the stock market right now with these naked short positions, where people are basically shorting positions they don't even have title to? And never will have title to like they're shorting 140% of the stock, which that doesn't work, right? Because there isn't 140% of stocks. So anyways, I'm getting all crazy here.
Someone's not keeping track of something. Something is not the same. And they are yeah. just throwing money at it. And we see, you see on the chart, the boom, spike. So, so now yeah. we have a bunch of inflation all over the place and in our house pricing. And now what? Nothing. Interest rates are not going down. They're going up. So things will get even less affordable in the near term and supply won't come online and people will flood into the market. So what's going to happen to pricing? Is there an end in pricing anywhere close to in sight? It's just, what's going to stop? Pricing? It's, hard to, it's hard to justify, right? It's hard. It's hard for you to come up with a um, plausible scenario that says that we're going to have a change in pricing strategy. That all of a sudden there's going to be this massive wave of um, power sales and, and bankruptcies that people are going to be forced to sell their homes. Otherwise, who wants to sell their home for less than their neighbor did? Where the hell are those people already? Like we're waiting a year and a half for we're them. We're waiting. Isn't your deferral cliff over here? Not, like not all of it. So so what? I was looking. I was looking at some American stats because they were talking about the average foreclosure um, timeline. Right. And it was like two and a half years or something like that. And these people aren't even in foreclosure yet. So it's like, even if that were to happen, even if the bank, even if the market were to crash because all these people are in forbearance, which is the, the same thing as mortgage deferral, um, it would take them two and a half years before they would even have their houses up on, on, on foreclosure. So it's like, so where is all this inventory coming from? Mr. I'm going to sell my house and rent tomorrow. Where's the inventory going to come from? Right? Nowhere. 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 But it doesn't exist. And there's no. so many buyers out there right now that it's just going to be continually, continually um, gobbled up. That's it. I don't think, like, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a whole bunch of people that would love nothing more than to provide this city with the supply that it needs. Yeah. But that's another show that we can talk about that. Right now we're looking at Numbers. how many buyers out there, right? How many buyers out there are desperate to buy, who want to buy, who are going to buy no matter what. So hold on. You know when people go, you know when people go and they and they go to like, a, like they go to the Gap or they go to whatever retail store they go to, right? Okay. And they're inside the- in, Do you want me to pick store. one? Sure. Bath and Body Works. Boom. Go. And body works. I'm inside Bath and Body from. Works. Yeah. Right. And all I'm, it's okay. What are you looking for? I'm, I'm looking for some bath bombs. Okay. Ooh, okay. And yeah. all I came in to buy was bath bombs <laughs> and they're three or $4 each. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I got a little bit of extra money in my pocket, Ooh. you know, and all of a sudden I see some face masks and some aromatic bubble bath. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So when I get into the store and I have all these options, I say, Hey, why not? Why not splurge? Why not get a little bit more than I came here for? Because I'm here, right? Sure. It's the same thing with housing. And I got more money so in my pocket. People are looking and say, well, you know what? The guy paid 500,000 for that house a month ago. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pay 550 because I want to make sure I get it. I'm tired. I don't want to look anymore. And I'm, and I'm tired of all these multiple offers. I'll pay 550. Then the next house comes on the market and there's six offers. And that guy says, you know what? That guy just paid 550. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. I've, I've been looking and, you know, I'm, I'm okay to spend an extra 50,000. I came with 550 in my pocket, but I'll pay 600. 
and it goes on and on and on and people keep paying more and more and more and more. And that just becomes the new benchmark price in the neighborhood. Now, every seller, when they call their agent and say, what should I be selling my house for? They're going to say, well, in January, it was selling for 500, but in April, the last guy got 600. So but, what do you think the seller is going to say? Hold on a sec. Tell me. In the last year, as these prices are ramping up and this is happening, right? Because this is not a fictitious yeah. story. Um, is there no appraisers going, hang on, guys, like three months it's ago? Consistent. It's consistent. It's I all across the board. Yeah, but at some point, somebody has to go like, hold on a sec. Like, this is not, not the actual price. This is just what the last asshole was willing to pay. That's the market. Yes, but that doesn't there's mean a, there's that it's enough the data. value. Also, appraisers aren't going inside houses right now. It's not it the same matter. as value. The purchase price is different than the value of the home. Value is subjective. That's why we need more robots. Robots would be objective. They're objective. They would say, I'm sorry, four bedrooms, max price, 425000 yeah. What? That's what we need. We need an app that goes, are you fucking crazy? Like, the last dude just paid, like... You know, right? 150000 less three days ago. Stop it. Okay. Okay. So so right now, that's the protections that the bank has. So the bank says to the buyer, and then the sir, bank, you paid the 500 for that house. We only think it's worth 425 We're not going to finance it anymore. And his wife goes, well, it's got the bedroom we, we, we want for the kids. It's got the backyard we were hoping to get to put the pool. I don't care if it's 500 Let's pay the bank what they need for the $425. we will pay the 75 out of our down payment because we were going to put down 200 grand. Now we're only have to put down 125 and that 75 grand will come from our down payment. We'll cover the shortfall done deal. That's it. So yes, I know maybe some people won't be able to do that, but Hold on. how many the people, most part, are, these people are, how many people are going 50% over and above the minimum uh, down payment that can just go, Oh There's yeah. Lots. Hey, there's lots. There's lots of people moving equity from homes right now, yeah. and they can only qualify for so much mortgage. They've done well over the last ten to twenty years, and they're putting down four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars on their next purchase. That's happening out there for sure. A lot, a lot of people I'm working with. So here, let um, me let me tell you a story that happened today. A little quick one, really sure. quick, because we're almost yeah. done. We're done. This is the last part of the show. This is the We'll end with this. So yeah. our friend of the show, Vitali, calls me this yep. morning. He goes, "Holy!" Texted him this morning. You did you? Yeah. So, so, so he goes, uh, man, this is crazy. He goes, I just bought a two by four for $12 and 50 cents. I go, okay, that sounds pretty high, but I don't really have like a, a point of reference. He goes on Friday, I bought it for 10 25. Yeah. It went up over 20% over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. So how, crazy. how are new home prices going to, uh, not go crazy? Well, new home prices, resale home prices, everything is just, it's just going up. And so the part that also you wouldn't understand just because you haven't been able to go through this emotional roller coaster yet with very many people like I do, is that people are fed up. People, people make these offers. And then by the time they get to their fourth or fifth offer, that's when they finally clue in that unless they do something bold, they're never going to get a house. And that's why they end up going in at these high prices. And everyone's going to say, oh, they overpaid, they overpaid. And then a month later say, man, I wish I bought the house that that guy bought. He was smart. Yeah. Oh, he overpaid, he overpaid. I can't believe he paid so much. A month later, 
wow, that guy got that the house that had the smart. pool. Yeah. That guy knew what he was talking about. Yeah. The guys who overpaid in September 2020, imagine they're up like a hundred yeah, grand like, on the smallest house out there. It could be four, five, six hundred thousand on something that's in the multi-million dollar range. That see, and that so but I, they overpaid. So, and that was part of the conversation I had with Vitaly also is talking about my, my cousin, who's a, a gigantic developer. And I, he said like, what, I, I wonder what he would be saying right now about the market and why don't you go ask him? And I was like, listen, every time I've ever talked to him about it, he has always had the same answer. I'm buying, right? Mm -hmm. I'm buying, right? You buy in the dip, you buy in the not dip, you just you keep buying and with a long term Let me know when there's something to buy. <laughs> when there's a long term plan at uh, play, then like these yeah. little things that we talk about every week, they don't matter. They're just noise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ignorable noise. Yeah. But you have to train yourself. Well, you uh, yeah, you have to, and I mean you have to train yourself to be in that mindset always and say, No, I am long term. As long as I can get it and the numbers make sense today, I'm not going to worry about what the market's doing tomorrow. Right? That's what a, a good investor does. That's it. And most people that are buying their house, it's not an investment. They shouldn't look at it as one. It's a house. No. I live yeah. here. I'm going to live here. You can afford forever. it. It's got the bedrooms I need. Got everything I need to do. I like the fence. Kids are going to go to the right school. I like the school. I like the fence. There yeah. you go. Daryl and TK on the Toronto Real Estate Show. Told me, told me it was a good investment. They told me Toronto was going to keep going up. I better buy. I better listen to those guys. Because yeah. you know what? Soon as the audience grows, I mean, and more and more people are listening to us, that will create a frenzy. If you haven't liked, comment, or subscribed at this point, also, if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I think we're on a few different podcasts. We're on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Right, or right. any other place that you listen to podcasts. I think we're right number two after Joe Rogan on Spotify. Last I think so. Time it I goes checked. Joe Rogan and then the Toronto Real Estate Show. Toronto Real Estate Show and then a few other yeah. guys. I haven't heard and of any of them. a few other guys or whatever. Podcasts. But um, that's awesome. I appreciate it, Joe. I'm glad we got this done. Yeah, it was good. Uh, this Sunday, do we have a guest? I don't believe so. New on CuriosityStream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.